This is a podcast from Minute Media. Sox fans, here are the Bastards of Boston Baseball. Hello everybody and welcome to another episode of the Bastards of Boston Baseball. Joe Goddard, Charlie Smith here with you. We're going to talk about the first leg of the ALCS series. Sox and Strohs split at one apiece. Red Sox won today 9-5. to Charlie, how are you feeling? I'm feeling pretty good. I felt real good, you know, into the second inning when we're up by, uh, it was like the, a Patriots score when Tom Brady was here. You know, they went for two and they're up 8-0. Uh, incredible. First time we saw some history get done tonight. A pair of grand slams. It was amazing. It was great. I'm, I'm riding the high. How about you? How are you feeling? I'm feeling better today than I was yesterday. I know we had some comments about game one. Let, let's go ahead and get those out of the way first, and then we'll talk more in depth about today's game. Because what we needed was a split. We're going home 1-1, so things are great. Before we do that, though, Charlie, where can people find you on Twitter? Great. Uh, absolutely. So Smith underscore MLB. Uh, pretty straightforward. I couldn't take Smith MLB. Too much of a common name, I guess, you know. How about you, Job? Uh, they can find me at J-O-B-M-L-B. Don't send me job applications. I won't read them. I will make fun of you. Um but I do want to thank everyone who's been reaching out on Twitter over the last two days to talk about the show, the growth, all of that. You can also find the show account at bastards underscore Boston on Twitter. Charlie, game one, what's your big takeaway? Uh, Chris Sale still doesn't have the changeup. Uh, I think we only saw two or three get thrown, and it was a bit of a problem uh, from the get-go. I was happy to see him pitch past the first inning but it still wasn't enough i think he only threw two maybe three changeups in the game but it was uh it was difficult to watch and uh we were able to get a, a quick lead early on and then unfortunately the the wheels kind of fell off the the bus there uh with hauk and and robles with uh a pair of home runs and that kind of sealed the deal for boss and kike himself can't do it by himself and he is a a one man wrecking crew. It just does not seem to. It, it it doesn't matter what you pitch to him. He's gonna make you pay. And he's been an absolute force. Yeah, he's got five hits, uh, three hits in five straight games, rather in the playoffs, which is a record for not just the Red Sox but MLB wide to have fifteen hits. Um, would be the record for most hits in a postseason. He's closing in on that uh, as well. And 20 career playoff home runs is the record. The guy who has that hit one yesterday um, in in Correa um, for actives. So it's been an interesting series so far. My big takeaway from game one, Charlie, is that not only does Sale not have it, but uh, the Red Sox bullpen outside of those top three guys is still pretty shaky. We saw it again tonight. Yeah, um, Darwin's and Hernandez coming in, for example, if we're going to talk about game two real quick. Uh, there was one one of our listeners who I actually wanted to shout out tonight because uh, 
Uh, John has uh, his handle J Dubs with two B's Z three twenty eight had said six plus hours ago. Oh, the Sox will win nine to four. And I said, you know, Darwinson's coming in. It'll probably be nine to four. First home run went up and it's nine to four. And someone said, oh, go buy a ticket. Uh, and then moments later, it was nine to five. I was like, no, John, no, John, don't buy a ticket. Don't buy a ticket. But you're absolutely right. Uh, the bullpen's really shaky. And if we don't throw up runs on the board real quick, uh, it's um, it's going to be tough because the Astros threw up five in game one. They threw up five in game two. So we know we need to get at least six runs in order to win this game. And uh, it's not going to matter who starts the game because we've had Sale and we've had Evaldi, and those are two supposed to be two elite starters. And Chris Sale, unfortunately, doesn't have that third pitch. Evaldi was a, a bit interesting towards the end. It started to kind of get a little nerve-wracking, and then that's when the bullpen came in. Um, but outside of, of Whitlock and maybe you know Taylor, I'm like 50-50, 60-40 on some of these guys. I have, I'm not worried about Whitlock. If Whitlock comes in, I feel great. I feel awesome. You know, like I, I feel like the Yankees would have felt when Mariano Rivera came in. You'd feel great. He's just going to get the job done. Uh, what do you think was your big takeaway from game two? Uh, from game two is that the team never gives up. This team is in it to win. Uh, Cora has these guys motivated. They weren't down on themselves about the way that last night ended, where most of us kind of thought, okay, once Sally Murray comes in and that run scores, the game is over. Kike went out and said, no, actually, let me try one more time. Uh, and we still lost 5-4. to four. But then the team woke up today, and they really came to back Nathan Ovaldi, um with the offense that we expected in game one. So my main takeaway is that this team, they don't give up. They don't roll over. Uh, it's the same team we saw in the first half of the season rather than after the All-Star break. And I'm starting to think we need to move Kike down in the order. Like Kike needs to be hitting third, fourth, fifth. It's just he's so good. I actually don't want him moving. I want him staying exactly where he is. And the reason for that being is if it ain't broke, don't fix it. It's similar to what the Red Sox had done in the past. Jackie Bradley had a ridiculous 25-26 game hitting streak. They moved him from the 9 to the 1 hole, lost it. Uh, it's working right now. Kike Hernandez in the 1 slot has replaced Mookie Betts for a fraction of the cost. For a fraction of the cost and is making web gem plays, doing everything he possibly can to get on base, hit home runs. He can do no wrong. And granted, I feel like left field in Houston is probably the e one of the easiest home runs to hit in baseball. Uh, it's why Altuve can hit him out so so well. I don't think he's a slugger, but you know Houston's got like a short porch in left field, similar to like Yankee Stadium and right. People make the case that oh Fenway's easy too. You're probably missing the fact that that wall is like a mile high. Houston doesn't really have a huge wall; it juts in a little bit as well. So you can you can have some 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 cheap homers in in uh, in Houston, and uh, we witnessed one in the ninth inning. You know, uh, it 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 just is what it is. Um, but uh, they're going to use it to their advantage, and now they're going to have to try to play at Fenway. It's going to be a little bit harder to hit home runs um, if you're a lefty. But I still, I still have faith in this team. You know, like I, I feel like the coming out party has been huge. We saw players fall apart almost instantaneously. I said before the season started, there were certain pitchers I wanted and certain pitchers I did not want. Pitcher I wanted, we didn't get. Houston got him. They got Corey Kluber. The one guy who I did not want, one guy I didn't want, was Jake Odorizzi. 
And I know that there were a couple people in the group that wanted him. He showcased very quickly why he does not belong in Boston. He got absolutely shellacked. And very quickly, you're just witnessing yet another pitcher fall apart. Um, I don't have to mention names of who wanted him. They know who they are. They haven't been wrong about a lot of things this year, you know? So I'm going to be completely transparent in saying this one you missed. You got a couple other ones right. Yourself? What about you? Well, I actually didn't think Odorizzi was that bad in this game. Uh, he did give them what four and two thirds innings. I don't, I don't have it in front of me. Four he innings. made a mistake. He made a mistake to Rafael Devers uh, for that second grand slam. You can't pitch him down in the zone there. He's just too good down in the zone, and we know he's hurt. I mean, they had the trainer come out and check on him. Like everyone knows, he's hurt. He's wearing the brace the size of Texas on his right elbow. Right. And yet they put it right in the spot that he can reach, and he made it eight nothing. The only other mistake that I really think he made uh, was a little bit later in the game, and it was another home run, Kike in the third. So to me, I don't think he was actually that bad. Um, but when your starter goes out in the first inning, you don't expect much um, from the rest of your guys. It's not like Odorizzi is going to pitch game three now, though. So that's a benefit. So I'll say this much, and I, and I know that uh, Terry had actually posted something on Twitter about the, the first inning, about a starter in particular, and that was about Nate Evaldi. Um, I actually was helping my parents with a couple of things this evening, and I left, and I came back 20-plus minutes later, and Jake Odorizzi still hadn't thrown a pitch yet. I remember texting the group. I was like, what did I, what did I miss? I was upset that I, I was going to miss a little bit of the game, but, you know, it is what it is. And I came back, he still hadn't pitched yet. Why I think he did bad, he settled down. There's no question. Jake Odorizzi did settle down. The first batter got a single. The second batter struck out. Then you face Kike. That stinks. And then you you gave up a, you know, a grand slam to Devers. So three of the first four guys got on base. Then you get a pop out, then another single. You, you don't have it right now. You just don't have it. You couldn't get it together. But now it's 8-0 in the second inning. And Terry had brought up the point of... Maybe we just pull Evaldi right now and just have him start game three. He'll have a couple days rest and you figure out who needs to pitch game two. Maybe you have Whitlock come out for a prolonged period of time. Maybe you have a couple other pieces, maybe have Pavetta come in for a little bit. Um, and that that was kind of interesting because he's he's not going to be able to pitch now until probably game five. Um, I don't like the idea of having him pitch game four right now. Um, and uh, it would have been nice to have him pitch game three. I hadn't thought about that. But you're already up by eight. You don't have to have him go really, really long into this game. And they they brought him into the 80s range. I think he threw – I don't have the number in front of me, but it was 80, 80 pitches, 85 pitches, 82, something like that. I think. Um, 82, I 82. Um, for five and a third innings, not bad. Not um, bad at all. He did have three runs allowed. Uh, those three earned runs were not hit that hard. Um, a couple of jam shots. Every walked batter in this game scored which doesn't bode well for the Red Sox bullpen. I'll tell you what, Charlie, I actually was thinking the same thing Terry was thinking um, in that first inning. Like, why not treat it like a side day? We got a day off tomorrow, and then he can pitch game three. But after watching the way the bullpen gave up five runs, or rather two runs late, um, and Evaldi gave up three runs in that sixth inning, I'm concerned that we wouldn't have the arms for that. I don't know that our guys could give us eight innings 
Uh, our long guys, Pavetta and Hauk, you probably have to burn Pavetta in that sense uh, and then piece together the rest of that outing. And then all of a sudden, if Nate Evaldi goes in game three, it's only Nate Evaldi, Hauk, maybe one other arm available. Uh, and that's a little bit short. You're leaving yourself some shorthanded. This way, you go into game three, all those arms that were used get some rest, and you still have Nate Evaldi set up to pitch a potential game six. Like, no one is fooling themselves into thinking that we're going to take three in a row. At least, I don't think so. Um, at home or not, it's tough to beat this team three times in a row. So you expect to be going back to Houston, hopefully up three to two. Um, I want Nate Evaldi in game six, not game five. That's interesting. So if um, if I may, I'm kind of curious. What do you have for your lineup for games three, four, and five if Evaldi doesn't pitch game five? So for me, I've got, I've got Eddie Rodriguez uh, pitching game three. Yep. Game four, I have Pavetta okay. as my starting pitcher. I hope okay. we don't need him, and rather Hauk will be healthy uh, and, and ready to roll. So I'm hopefully Hauk will be able to pitch uh, after Eddie if needed. And then okay. game four, I'm going Pavetta and the and Johnny Holstaff. And in game five, I haven't quite pieced together depending on how people go, right. uh, how long they can make it. But I might throw a bullpen day. Uh, it depends on whether we're up or down in the series. If the series is tied two to two going into game five, then you pitch Nate Evaldi. You have no but choice. But if you have a lead, you know, if if you take two two of these games here at home, and you go in with a chance to close it out, I'm okay with uh, laying off Nate Evaldi for a couple of innings. I I could get down with something similar to that. I I personally, you know, since Evaldi's going to get, he's going to be pitching. Um, I'm pretty sure he, I'm about ninety five percent sure he's going to pitch game five. Uh, just the way that it's lined up. Erod's going to be in there. Um, I don't know if we see Chris Sale start again. I, think I don't Chris think we Sale, will. I don't think we will either. Um, you know, I just... Well, you know what's really the indication hope- there for me, Charlie? What? Was that we didn't see Pavetta in today's game. Oh, uh, no, absolutely. Abs- I 100% agree. Uh, and had they gone with Pavetta, I think Pavetta could have gone five, six innings today in relief. And you would have had disagree. one or you could have had Pavetta for five or six, and you could have had Whitlock for two. Adovino would have been reserved. Hernandez, I didn't want to see anyways. Brazier would have been saved until game three. Avaldi would have started game three, and you would have been fine. I don't remember the last time a starter started back-to-back world uh, championship games, but that's just the way it could have worked out for us. In a situation like that, then I would see Evaldi pitch in game three. Forget about four, forget about five. You have an extra day, and maybe you have him pitch game six, and then bullpen game seven depending on how long he he ends up coming in because game seven if you're tied up three three everyone's available it doesn't matter the only person that really isn't would would probably be the starter for game six and even then they'll probably say yeah i'll face a batter too whatever you need me to do coach um but that just wasn't what was in the cards today i think cora wanted to guarantee himself one in the books they have the rest of the day off tonight tomorrow is a is a travel day and then we go right back into it on monday Tuesday, I think I'm going to be at Fenway. I think you'll. I think Tuesday, you're already there, so I'll get to see you there. Hopefully, um, it's it's just. I, I'm nervous. I'm a little nervous. Um, I haven't. I'm not a fan of Houston. I don't like Houston, um, but I don't like Houston for multiple reasons. Are they a good team? Yes. Are they a great team? 
Yes. Do they have the ability to be in the playoffs every year for the next two to three years, assuming their whole team is there? Yes. Because you saw what their team could do with major pieces missing uh, and or not playing up to par. So the Red Sox, for the next three games, games three, four, and five, there's going to be a couple tells. One, Kike can't stop doing what he's doing. Bullpen needs to figure it out. And if Chris Sale's number gets called, he better figure out where that changeup went because you can't have another one of those uh, appearances because that last game in Tampa was ugly. This one still wasn't all that pretty. You you can't live on just two. I, I've been trying to defend it for as long as I possibly could. You can't live on just two pitches. You need to have three. And you can't just have three pitches and only throw the third one three times or four times or five times in three innings. It doesn't work that way. You've got to change it up. No pun intended. You have to be able to confuse hitters. If they're always looking fastball slider and your fastball's only going 93, 94, they're sitting fastball every time. So that's going to be the other one. Chris Sale's got to figure it out. This whole bullpen's got to figure it out. Kike can't stop what he's doing. Fingers crossed, you know, knock on wood, nothing's wrong with Devers. Um, well, yeah, that was concerning, definitely, that he was checked absolutely. on there in the eighth inning. He did stay in to finish the at-bat. He put a decent swing on a ball. Um, but anything up in the zone, it's very clear that he can't get to. Charlie, we do have a starter for Houston for Game 3 on Monday. That's Jose Urquidy. Um I don't know if you know much about him, but he's a righty, 26 years old. He's got a 2.81 postseason career ERA, a 1.13 whip, and uh, I don't remember facing him this year, to be honest. So maybe oh, we I do. I um, do. Oh, did we? How did we do? Oh, uh, we we lost. Uh, Houston ended up winning uh, badly. I know that because I faced him in fantasy and got destroyed. He struck out um, nine or ten because I lost on literally the most important. Uh, points for me he struck out nine or ten he got a quality start uh i think he allowed one or two runs like he actually did very well he did well and they just like houston destroyed boston um i'm, I'm looking it up now 11 to 2 final so 11 to okay, 2 final so not good um not, not his good. last three starts he's been dynamic not what you want to hear as a red sox fan coming into game one mm-hmm. but uh october 3rd he, he gave him six innings Four hits, gave up three runs, one walk, one strikeout mm-hmm. against Oakland, a good baseball team, even though they didn't make the cut. The start before that, he went five innings of five-hit, two-run ball against the Tampa Bay Rays, who you just beat, but they're nonetheless a great ball club. Walked one and struck out six. Yeah. And then two starts ago, he gave up six hits in five and a third, four runs, no walks, four strikeouts against the Los Angeles Angels. Not a great team. But my big takeaway there is he doesn't walk guys. So he doesn't. His, it's going to be uh, interesting to see how they approach him in this game. Yeah, I, uh, I'm i looking back at his line, and he's had a couple of uh, decent starts this year. And his start against Boston is probably one of the top two ones of the year. Um, and I'd actually put that one above the, the win against Baltimore when he allowed three hits in seven innings, only because I think – actually, I don't think. I know Boston's a better team than Baltimore – uh, six innings of baseball against the Red Sox where you strike out nine. You only allow one run. You walk one. He only threw 87 pitches. He could have probably thrown another inning uh, that game too and maybe gotten his 10th strikeout. 
but you're already up by a boatload of runs. You don't need to overdo it. Um, Houston has a good rotation. Uh, we were they were dealt a significant blow. Lance McCullers was announced uh, prior to Game One that he will not be pitching for the remainder of the championship series. It is unknown if he will be available for the World Series, hypothetically speaking, assuming the Astros can advance past the Red Sox. Um, I am a little bit curious, though, as far as like gamesmanship is concerned, with what happened with the starter today for Houston. Um, Garcia ended up leaving early. We don't know what it was outside of, they said, like, knee discomfort. Right knee soreness. Yeah. So... It sounds like they just want to preserve their starter for maybe a game four, game five uh, start, and that that was their cop. But a little bit of gamesmanship there, um, trying to sell it like it's knee discomfort. I think he just didn't have it. They needed to pull him, and that's what they did. It is what it is. Um, it was just a little bit peculiar to see a reliever take that long to get ready, and he, he just couldn't get warm, as evidenced by the fact that he got shelled quick, too. If he doesn't give up that grand slam and he only allows a run, we still barely win. But I think Avaldi wouldn't have lasted as long as he did in the game. We probably would have made it a bullpen game. And I think this game may have gone to extras because depending on who's starting or who's coming in for relief, uh, it drastically changed. The final score of this game was 9-5. to five. It never should have been 9-5. to five. It never should have gotten within five runs. Um, so... The fact that Houston's dropped five on you twice, twice, they continue to score runs after the fifth inning. Today, they scored two after the fifth inning. The Red Sox scored zero. Last game, they scored four in three innings. The Red Sox scored one, and it was off of a Kike Hernandez solo home run. So Houston continues to just inch back into the game late into it and that's where the red sox need to figure it out your bullpen needs to get on you need to continue scoring runs you can't just hope for the best in the first five innings and just wish them luck it doesn't work that way this is the playoffs you can't afford to lose a game uh we we now know that uh at the very least we're we're going to be in houston uh, or at fenway for three and i i do think that this this series will finish back up in houston um if I'm Houston, though, I'm also a little bit nervous because you just saw Jose Altuve get completely shut down today. He did nothing. Bregman, one for four, nothing. Correa, one for four, nothing. Uh, Alvarez, who is one of my favorite hitters on that team, nothing. I mean, your your most damning player was uh, Guriel, who hit the home run in the um, ninth inning, and it just like barely made it over the fence. Off Darwinson Hernandez, too, who's not exactly ace material. Right, right. So you sit there wondering, what would the score have been if you had, like, a proper reliever? Or not to say proper, I shouldn't say that. But if you had um, a more effective reliever, I think that's more diplomatic to say. A more effective reliever, would the score have been 9-3? I think it would have. Because as soon as Darwinson went in, I looked at my I looked at my dad. I was like, yo, dad, they're going to allow one more. At least. I mean, so, Charlie, right now, Breaking from Chris Cotillo at Mass Live, Cora won't name a Game 3 starter as of yet. That confirms our, our thought process that he's trying to avoid having to pitch Chris Sale again as a starting pitcher in this series. Everyone should be available 
who would normally start, with the exception of Nate Evaldi. Who are you pitching? What What is your three, four, five? Well, I think you 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 uh, kind of touched up on it earlier. I think you got to go Erod in game three or four, and whichever one he doesn't pitch, Pavetta's going to do the other one. You need both of them to give you a minimum of four innings. You can't afford to have them get shelled. Uh, and if one gets shelled and the other one gets shelled, the series is in, in big trouble. I think it's over at that point. One of them needs to do well. Game five is Evaldi. I, I'm I'm st- I'm sitting on it. Uh, I, I can't not have Nate Evaldi pitch game five. And then game six, oddly enough, if we're up, I think game six does become a somewhat bullpen session. And depending on the amount of work that happens for Tanner Houck, who really should be available game three. Uh, he had a rough one, but he will be available. There's no way he's not exactly, you know, he's going to be available. Josh Taylor, he's going to be available. I think we're going to see a lot of the game one guys pitching game three. I think you're going to see um, a little bit of a repeat. I think by the end of game four, we'll still be tied to two. And when Evaldi pitches and has some run support, we should do fine. So it's not far fetched or a far cry to say that the Red Sox could very well win two of the next three. I think it's very possible we sandwich in Houston. We go win, or sorry, at Fenway, we go win, loss, win. And we're up three to two. You have an extra day. You might bullpen at game six. And then all bets are off. Whoever started game six isn't available. Everyone else, all systems go. Three batters apiece, four batters, five batters, doesn't matter. Do whatever you need to do. If you're still effective, keep them in. Like a Derek Lowe appearance. Remember, Derek Lowe was a closer for for a little while. Then they convert him to a starter, was moved out of the rotation, came back in, said, I'll do whatever. I don't oh, care. Oh, ALCS. Want... Dude, I mean, I'll do whatever. I want to win. That's what I want. That I want is, that mentality. That is what we've had so far from bullpen guys in the Alex Cora era. Um, we saw it from Avaldi in 18. So far, we've seen it from Hauk and Pavetta, uh, most of all, in this run here. My question to you, Charlie, and this is probably my last big what if. Do we see Chris Sale again in this series? Yes. I think yes, you do. In, in what role? Do we see him in middle relief? Do we see him as a closer? Does it not matter? Not as a closer. Um, and, and the reason for that is I, I love Chris Sale. Chris, if you listen to the show, I love you. I enjoy watching you pitch. You're one of the most exciting players to watch. When you turn to your side, you disappear. You're just exciting. Everything about you is fun. But right now, I am a little bit nervous. This is something that was touched up on on one of the previous shows. Without that third pitch, people are sitting fastball on you. And I think we see him in a middle relief role, inning plus, maybe two innings, depending on how he's doing, how he's feeling. But as a starter, I can't get behind it. And the reason for that being is we've seen a couple – it's past a couple now. It's a few straight starts. We're just not effective. And until we can locate and figure out that changeup again, I can't say that I would back a decision to start him right now. Well, I think we both agree we're not going to start him. I was more wondering those innings that you're currently giving to, say, Josh Taylor, who's your most effective lefty, um, do those innings then go to Chris Sale? Or does Chris Sale really not get used? unless you're up five runs or even, you know, in worst case scenario out of the game, you know, if you're losing nine to three, do you throw Chris sale? That kind of situation. Oh, absolutely. If you're losing, yeah, sure. Throw Chris sale in there. 
because he can throw 50, 60 pitches if you need to. Uh, you could throw him and Darwinson in there. Um, I, I don't I don't want to use Darwinson and Hernandez in a close game. I, I don't trust Darwinson and Hernandez in a close game. It's all about trust right now. This is the trust game. Well, so the trust game is is thin. Margins are thin. Would you make any changes to your lineup going into game three here? We're going up against a right-handed pitcher. We saw Jake Odorizzi come in there who's not a lefty and just get cracked. Uh, I'm a strong supporter of the if it ain't broke, don't fix it line. I will say that late uh, late game additions or subtractions by addition, putting Bobby Dahlbeck in there for... um, Schwarber. Schwarber, thank you. uh, Always makes me a little bit nervous because when you take Schwarber out, you're immediately removing an emergency catcher. Uh, So there's that. Bobby Dahlbeck has been beyond ineffective. It has not been his series. It has not been his last... 0 for 21. 0 for his last month. Really, you know, like it's just not, it's not a good month. And Bobby had some streaks where he did well, but he's starting to show in high pressure situations, uh, situations. He's just not, he's just not someone that you can trust. Um, I'm curious to see what we can do with, with Renfro. Cause he's been struggling a little bit, but I'm nervous to take his bat out of the lineup. I don't want to put someone like Danny Santana in there. I think you, you had mentioned earlier, like your, your issue was, putting someone like Santana in for Renfro because Renfro still has the pop. It could still happen. As far as major changes, is there something that you um, were kind of thinking about making or thinking about doing? Yeah, this is not going to be a popular suggestion, um, but I would move Rafael Devers down in the lineup. And I would do that because I want to protect Kike Hernandez, who I think will probably be hitting second based on the fact that this lineup has gone righty-lefty all postseason, depending on whether or not it's a righty or a lefty starting. It either goes Schwarber-Kike, Kike, Kike, and then Schwarber. So I would like to see Schwarber, Kike, and then Verdugo uh, in that top three and just move Rafael Devers down a little bit, maybe take some of the pressure off Rafi Devers so he's not swinging for the moon um, with his – out of the shoes, I'm going to leave the yard mentality that he's had in this postseason just because we know he's hurt. And I I don't want Kike Hernandez to see worse pitching because pitchers think they can get Rafael Devers out. So against the righty, I, I want to move Devers down a little bit in the lineup. I, I understand where you're coming from with that. Um but it's I an unpopular think... opinion. Like everyone is going to listen to this and say, "What the hell is Joe talking about?" He doesn't know what he's saying. But that's what I would do. Here's the thing: uh, Verdugo was more effective with getting on base as far as hitting righties is concerned. So there's that. So you have a fair case there. The difference is if you have Rafi Devers not in the three hole, and you put Verdugo in there, not as consistent. You don't have to pitch to Kike. You can walk Kike Hernandez instead of let him get a wall ball double or hit one over the fence because he's probably going to do it again. 
So you don't have to pitch to Kike Hernandez. You can completely eliminate the most lethal weapon in the 2021 playoffs, period. If you put Verdugo up there over Devers, yes, you'll be alleviating some of the pressure, but I don't think that's going to change in Rafi Devers' mind. He's still going to think, I got to make magic happen. And it's Fenway in front of your home fans. I don't think that's going to change anything. I, I, I do see where you're, where you're coming from. I, I won't I won't be foolish to say it's a, an unpopular take because I think it's justified. I think you have a point there. I just also think that, again, coming from that mindset of if it ain't broke, don't fix it. There are certain players that I want to see in there and certain ones I don't. I still want to see Ploiecki catching. I would rather have Vasquez be that guy off the bench because I have more faith in Ploiecki getting on base. I, I don't with uh, with Vaz. That, that's, that's me. And a lot of people... I think online uh, have said, you know, okay, Ploiecki, yeah, back to the bench, bring on fast. No, I, I don't want that. And that's it, and potentially an unpopular opinion as well. Yeah, I think that is an unpopular opinion, mostly because Ploiecki doesn't throw out runners uh, the same way Vasquez does. And that could be big going into a, a you know, a game three here. That's kind of all we have uh, to talk about on the docket, Charlie. Unless you have anything else, then we can wrap and we will be back for games three and four. I'll go ahead, Charlie. You got one more thing? I do, because you're asking me how you thought uh, we were going to pan out. And I said, I think we're going to do three, four, five. I think we're going to sandwich it. I think there's a chance we could go two for three. What do you think we will be at by the oh, end of Thursday? Do you think we're we going to be, be up three, two? Th- we will be three, two going back to Houston. Okay. Hopefully the game they win is that second game that you and I are planning on being at. I'm down. On Tuesday. I'm down. With Johnny Holstaff. It looks like probably Nick Pavetta uh, will start that game. But I'm excited. Can't wait. Uh, I believe Terry and Andrew will have you guys next for games three, four, and five. I don't know yet when we will be back, but it will be some point during the homestand. And uh, hopefully for a Red Sox win. Sounds great.